To see examples of what we talked about on this episode, along with further information, go to bunchofdorks.com. Welcome, everyone, to... Two Dimension Podcast. The comic book podcast... With no direction. What's up, everybody? You know the song. You know this voice. It's your boy, Rook. Flying solo tonight. Don, feel better. But joining me is Dan Price and Casey Allen, the creators of Bigfoot Nose Karate. What's up, What's up, Rook? How you doing, man? Man, I am happy to talk to you guys again. I love the book. You know that. But we're doing a different storyline. You guys are going on to Bigfoot Nose Karate Hinnagon. Am I I saying that right? You are. Hinnagon, Inagon, yeah. Hinnagon or Inagon. So, uh, and there's the other uh, pronunciation of the word is Hibagon, but there's two pronunciations to the word. Uh, But we went the, Hinnagon sounded cooler. So we went that route. Somewhere out there is some, like, weeb who's like, they're pronouncing it wrong. No, well, it is Inagon. It is truly pronounced Inagon. We have not been nailing it from the get-go. That's the formal pronunciation. Exactly. So anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so we're on to this book now. So yes, sir. Man, uh, so in book two of Bigfoot Knows Karate, the word shows up for the first time. And I zeroed in on it and was like, wait, what did they just say? What What is that word? <laughs> Out comes the Google machine. And I realized, oh, oh, oh. And then, of course, we see the preview, the ad for this book as well. So are we There's finally going to figure out why Bigfoot knows karate with this? No. I mean, no. No, not at all. <laughs> How, however, there was another hint in this in, in issue two for Hinnegan. Um If uh, th- there's a scene where there's kind of a flashback and um, Benny is uh, th- they're just kind of reflecting on battles past. And uh, there's there's Benny in his samurai suit, just, uh, you know. Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, there's a yeah, uh, Lancaster grabs him by the face and she goes, "Let's take a look inside." That's, and there's just that. Yeah. Man, I breezed right past that part, but focused in on the word itself. But no, no, you you picked it up, man. You picked up what we're yeah. put, what we're putting down. That was kind of seeded in there to uh, to kind of get people familiar with the term. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We've been dropping breadcrumbs through these first couple of books and we'll continue to do more of that. And then you'll go back and read and go, oh, shit, I remember that, you know. Uh, so anyway, can I cuss? I can't remember. Can I cuss? Yeah, we keep it around PG-13 okay. so usually. All right. So. so forget it. I want forget I have said that, that last <laughs> word, kids. Anyway, go ahead. Well, so with this, how does it feel to be doing a book and not drawing it? <laughs> I love awesome. it. I love not having. <laughs> I don't draw anything anyway. Like I love it. Yeah. Um, the I love it. You know, just because um, it's cool to see somebody else play with your toys. 
you know, and see what they can do with them. And so, and, you know, I mean, I just enjoy that anyway, you know, with, you know, we've received quite a bit of fan art and uh, I enjoy watching all the different, you know, takes on the character. And so with, uh, with Adam Caswell doing the artwork on Hennigan, uh, it's, it's beautiful work. I mean, it's just beautiful work. And I love that we're, we chose to go ahead and do it in black and white and let his star shine, if you will, you know, and let his talents show in that way. But uh, it is it is different letting go sometimes, too. Uh, but uh, at the same time, it's it's completely rad. You know, Casey I, really took the lead uh, on the writing. I mean, this is his this is his show. You know, I had a little help here and there, but, you know, that I offered. But you know, watching Casey and Adam just run with this thing, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty I have cool. a question for Dan. Uh, yeah. Because, like, we, because you have seen other people do, you know, wildly different takes on, uh, on the character, you know, with the fan art and stuff. Do you think that kind of helped prep you for having someone do a long form um, yeah, interpretation you know. of? of his, of the story featuring him? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that would definitely be help. I mean, I've seen other people do work on books that are of my characters previously, you know, whether it be Latex Avenger Masters of the Obvious or other, you know, or whatever. Uh, so I'm comfortable being, I'm comfortable being in just the, like the writer role. I'm not even in that on this book, you know what I mean? I'm like helper assistant guy, you know what I mean? Like, hey, can I get you guys coffee? Uh, you know, so anyway, so it's a little different. I'm lettering, you know, I do have that going for me, which is nice, but you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I just feel like, you know, Casey, you just did such a great job with this. Might as well have not even it. been there, so. Yeah. No, um, no, man, you came in clutch like several times when, uh, you know, the, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I. This book actually took a lot of twists and turns on the road to becoming, you know, uh, Bigfoot knows Karate Hinnigan because my my initial idea was to have it take place in Greece, and uh, we ended up using. The character I would have wanted him to fight in issue two. Um, and we also I had some ideas to kind of incorporate a few other characters into this, you know, one shot. Because uh, but, you know, we, we just kept kind of turning the idea around. It wasn't working, it wasn't working. And then and then uh, Dan was like, why don't we we try um you know, feudal Japan. I kind of told Adam you were going to do it in feudal Japan. I was like, well, fuck, I sorry. Uh, darn, I guess I have to, uh, I know, I guess I got to do it in feudal <laughs> Japan now. And, um, but after, after kind of getting all that stuff in line, it just clicked. Everything clicked. And um, I knew the kind of story I wanted to write, like from, from more one. You know, I wanted to do something that would make folks excited about reading it, just a fun, like, punch them up, but it would help to inform this, the series if you wanted to. Or if, you know, you're not buying it to and wanting to read the rest of the series, you just have a really good, solid 24 pages, like a, a good, 
comic that you're just like, let's let's read this. This is fun. What is more fun than, you know, a Bigfoot beating the crap out of a dragon? Nothing in the world. So that's, you know, that was my goal. And then the other idea was to put Adam to work because we, we knew we had somebody we wanted to work with on a longer form story. But um, we, we just had to find the right occasion to, to do it. And this was kind of like, all right, kid, you know, let's see what you can do. Let's let yeah. you loose. Well, I remember talking with Dan and, and how excited he was about the art that Adam did. And that that was fan art at first. That was just yeah, him yeah. showing love to the book, which you guys got, as you mentioned, nice. you got overwhelming amount of that. Before the book even got out there for everybody, you guys had a huge buzz going behind this. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, it's it was such a weird and unusual idea. Like Bigfoot knows karate. And of course, the first thought in my head is always, how the hell does he know that? <laughs> yeah. so of course, my first question was, do we finally get to figure this out? <laughs> and Dan says no. <laughs> no. So which is great. Keep us keep us wondering. Keep us coming back in. I, I you know the development of this story so far. We've only got two issues, and it's it's so off the rails, crazy. So much action. So much so much to think about with what's going on with this book. You know how do you how do you guys keep it all straight? Trying to write this and trying to get this out there. <laughs> They um, laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, copious notes, copious you know, points of me forgetting notes, and Dan going, "Don't you remember we we said we'd do this?" You know, I mean, we have a synopsis to get us through the first five issues. You know, so we know what levers need to be pulled at what places and that sort of thing, so we can set up this, that, and the other. You know, and the uh, the five issues, that's the first arc. And uh, and then Casey said to me, I don't know, about a year ago, he said to me, how about we put a little epilogue on the end of book five, just so we can lead us into the next thing? Because I got this kick-ass idea, you know? I mean, like, he's all excited, and, <laughs> and it's a damn good idea, you know? I mean, it really is. It's really good stuff. So, um, but we know where we're going in, in it. We know... Everything is laid out for where we need to go for the first five issues. You know, there'll be a couple of tweaks here and there, I'm sure, but we know where we need to go for this one. So it, there's a lot of things to keep uh, in line, you know, and you know, keep straight. Uh, this is not the book that people, I think, expected it to be when it first, you know, when they before they read it. And you know, there's a very strong storyline going on here. You know, it's not just it's just not monster of the week stuff. We do have a really strong storyline. And like Casey said, like with Inigon, there is this awesome, uh, you know, great story, you know, and it has that, you know, good punch em up battle, you know, fight in there. But if you're a reader of the main series, there's there's a little present in there for you that I think we think you'll appreciate. That's for sure. So absolutely. The, the last yeah. few pages are going to punch you in it's going to punch you somewhere and you're, <laughs> you're going to double over and you're like, wow, wasn't expecting that. And well, um, yeah. So that that's kind of what I anticipate with your books at this point, because they're never 
like surface level you look at the book and you're like this is weird and then you get into it and you realize how much depth and story you know getting to the end of the first issue who was this mysterious man that like just captured bigfoot and just you know he's got these tentacles and everything second issue we get more into it and you know we start to find out as readers so much more about this world and so much more about Benny and everything that's going on. So Hinnegan, I expect nothing less than just absolutely fantastic work and, and writing. And it's, you know, it, the, the Kickstarter is doing amazing uh, at the moment for you guys, which I I'm very happy for. Uh, I got to tell you, I honestly freaked out a little bit because I realized that, I got the notification that it went live and I was away from all technology. (laughs) (laughs) So when I got back, I'm like feverishly like trying to pull it up on my phone. Like, Oh God. Okay. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So still managed to get in on the early bird stuff. I mean, you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Great, great deals on uh, anybody who's looking to back this. You're going to be late for the early bird stuff, but there's so many great, great things to get on with here with. Uh, two different covers. Yes. Three, no, yes. no, we're up to three, three now. That's right. Yes. Yeah, we got three, yeah. yeah. So we have Adam's regular edition cover. We have Andy Bloor's deluxe edition cover. And then Dennis Valencia's foil deluxe edition cover. So uh, – so some good stuff. And there's a sketch cover for this one, too. So, um, you know, something a little different. We've never done that before. Yeah. So now with the sketch cover, is there uh, there's opportunity to get you guys to draw on that and send it, send mm-hmm. it out when it's uh, yeah. when it fulfills and everything for everybody? There's seven slots left. I believe it's seven slots left for the uh, for Adam to do a commission on the sketch cover for you. So um, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a really cool one. I like that. But yeah. I got to talk about the one that really blows my mind, and I've always <laughs> wanted one. I've always wanted a wrestling belt. <laughs> <laughs> the Bigfoot Nose Karate Championship belt. Oh, and he holds it up. He holds it up for us to see right there. Look at the yeah. size of this thing. I thought he was Oh, it's nuts. like seven pounds. It's like seven pounds of metal. I'm serious. It's like six, seven pounds, something like that. Yeah, it's got side plates on it and everything. It's pretty and cool. That is an honest-to-God wrestling belt right there. That is a it champion's is. belt. What a bonkers idea. And we've already gotten, like, we've already gotten at least one taker. Uh, yeah, we so, already had one. I know, <laughs> I know another person who is really thinking hard on it. So I kind of probably need to, like, hey, man, I saw there, there's only three uh, three total that you can get, and number two is gone. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll start making yeah. stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, not I'm not above that. We 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 we're selling books, man. Yeah. yeah. Business. Casey and all his non scruples. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Uh, also, uh, nobody has taken me up on my sketch covers. Um, deeply upset by this. I'm joking. I'm oh. just kidding. I'm not well, just people listening, you got to fix this immediately. Let's get this. Oh, gosh. Somebody wants some, some finger painting. There you go. Okay. 
Hey, don't knock finger painting. That's how I draw. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're talking, you're talking to the finger master over here. He's got... Finger I mean, master. Uh, PG-13, guys. Let me ask you a question, Rook. You read book two. How did the ending work out for you, out of curiosity? Wanting more. Okay, Wanting good. More. Uh, Even right along then. Yeah, that's what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you feel like you were left at a deficit, or was it like a good wanting more? So anytime I get to the end of a book, especially when we're talking about Kickstarter stuff, and I know it's a wait to get yeah. to the next issue, it hurts a little bit. I got to be honest yeah. with you, because I'm like, damn, I got to wait now for this next one. And all I can tell you is it, it builds anticipation. So, like, not realizing I was going to be away from any kind of technology when this when this issue went live, it never occurred to me until I did get back to any kind of source of source of information, and I and I immediately had to jump on and get to it, even though I nice. knew that this book was not going to pick up at the where we left off it was gonna yeah. still tell more of a story about bigfoot knowing karate uh, i i had i had to i had to be here and as far as when issue three comes out yeah as long as i'm not in the middle of you know the colorado mountains again i'm gonna be right, right there for you again <laughs> you know? nice we appreciate you man thank you so much hey i i appreciate great stories, great art and creators that throw everything into it, you know, and you guys, when you guys talk about this book, uh, we've had each of you on individually first time having both of you on, uh, you talk about this thing with so much passion and so much personal amusement at the, at the weirdness of it, but yet you're dead serious in what you're doing. You are creating an entire universe here. And, it's a lot of fun for the readers. I'm along for the ride till the end. And, uh, you know, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, we appreciate it, man. Yeah. But, so part man. of part, part of our reasoning for, for doing the, so my idea about it is you remember untold tales of Spider-Man, how it was kind of like the stories that happened in between the issues. It was, yeah. a, it was a series during the nineties. I, I loved it. I thought it was great because you got to kind of see like classic Spidey doing his thing, and um, in no Clone Wars or <laughs> Clone Saga <laughs> thing. Let's not Don't talk about, worry about Clone that. Saga with Spider Man. Oh my gosh! Uh, but um, so yeah, good. yeah, I loved the, uh, <laughs> I I loved the idea of kind of seeing those stories that you know could have happened, should have happened, would have happened. Um, and with Bigfoot, I mean, there's so much real estate you could, so many avenues you could go down. And um, so we, you know, we wanted to, A, keep people interested in the character in between issues. Because Dan and I both work for a living. It is hard to make a comic. Dan has 90 plus, 90 blah, blah, blah percent of this on his shoulders and like i'm not even joking dan is a workhorse in addition to that he's actually working for a living and providing for his family so 
keeping people interested in the character. That's what we want to do. B to whatever. We want to make sure that um, it's a story that people are engaging with. And uh, I know how it is to, to be interested in a book and go like, this is kind of an investment. I like, I don't, I don't want people to invest in us and not get their money's worth. This story is going to be everything that it needs to be to get people satisfied. I really think that uh, it's a banger of a story. I can't wait for you guys to uh, to tell us what you feel, what you think about it, because it, it's super fun to write. It's been like Christmas morning seeing the pages trickle in and, um, you know, just getting to explore and have fun with this character has just been a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, inviting other people into your sandbox, I mean, pretty much right from go with the, uh, uh, you know, showing off the immense amount of uh, fan art that you guys got, then bringing Adam in to do the art, uh, like it, it, it was so, it was so wild to see like this insane art that he was doing and then find out that he's, he's going to be involved with the book as well. Uh, how did that process go approaching him to talk, to actually join you guys with doing the book itself? Um, yeah, I know. So Adam, uh, you know, he came to us with fan art to begin to begin with, and it was just too pretty, which is too pretty, you know. And uh, you know, so I said to him, "Why don't you, why don't we pay you for that, and you know, you do the cover for the deluxe edition, uh, book one." Then he did the wraparound cover for book two's deluxe edition, and. Adam, you know, along the way, you know, we have a group chat between Casey, Adam, and myself. And, uh, you know, along the way, Adam said, I'm team BFKK, man. You know, whatever y'all want to do, let's do this. And so Casey and I looked at each other and went, okay, you know, and uh, no, I mean, I'm simplifying this. But um, no, I mean, it was just, it, it just seemed like a natural fit. You know, Adam, uh, Adam's work on the covers has been incredible. His enthusiasm for the comic has been has been incredible. Um, he's always drawing, you know, drawing Bigfoot and coming up with ideas. And you know, as Adam will tell you, he's the idea man. You know, he's got always got a lot of ideas, and uh, and they're good. You know, excuse me, I'm burping over here, just, I'm just fighting that. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, you you can you can uh, choose to uh, edit that out or leave it. I'm I'm pretty liberal on the matter. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like a natural fit. You know, the story that we were trying to tell lent itself to Adam's work, you know, to, to the vibe that he could bring to the table. It just, it seemed, it's just, you know, it's peanut butter and jelly, man. It's meant to be. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think when people see, you know, we have pages on the Kickstarter for you to take a look at. There's probably like six, seven pages there to, to go through. But when you see the expanse of what he's doing with this, uh, chef's kiss, man. Really good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And also on on the Kickstarter page, we have uh, previews from the first book as well that people can get a look at and see. Yeah. Realize, you know, this is not just a one shot. Even though it's listed as a, uh, a one shot, 
this is not just a one shot, y'all. Uh, you know, pay attention. This is an ongoing series that has much more to offer as well. Uh, you know, it, so tell me a little bit about making the decision to do this book before issue three. What what led you guys to do that first? Well, um, I mean, Casey, I think Casey kind of went over that a little bit earlier. Just, you know, get, the original idea was to get more stories out and then to give me a little bit of a breather. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we could we could put more Bigfoot tales out there into the universe. Um, you know, if this one works out well, we'll do one between three and four. Um, you know, so we'll that's the that's the goal. If we can do well enough with these with this first one, then we can roll this out into doing, a, you know, side stories in between in between the issues so we can flush the character and out. And we, uh, we'll, we got some crazy stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. Curiosity, are we going to end up seeing maybe Bigfoot in the Wild West? I don't know about that. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, it's feasible. You know, listen, there's there's Bigfoot, there's Sasquatch, there's, you know, there's the, the Inagon, there's the Alabama white thing. There's all these weird little cryptids running around that are all basically the same guy. Okay. Yep. If, they, if, if they're all basically the same type of creature, what's to say they're not all the same creature? You know, this guy gets around, you know. That's Absolutely. all I'm saying. This guy gets oh. around. He, he could have been a Here gunslinger. Here in Florida, we have this weird thing called Swamp Cabbage Man. Swamp Cabbage Man. I've never heard Swamp Cabbage. I've heard, it, I've heard Skunk Ape. I did not know. Oh, Skunk, skunk Ape. Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape is the more proper one that you everybody uses, but uh, there was – for a long time, there was a very well-broadcasted radio show that referred to the Florida Bigfoot as Swamp Cabbage Man. And it, it caught on just a little bit here in the state of Florida. And I constantly tell people that, oh, we don't have Bigfoot. We have Swamp Cabbage Man. <laughs> I, I've piqued Dan's interest. I can already see him Googling. Yeah, I'm Googling it. <laughs> I had to. I have to see this. <laughs> oh, it looks like a Bigfoot, you know, yeah, Swamp Cabbage right? Man. Yeah, it, it's All a right. Well, good. All right. Swamp Cabbage Man. I love that. I think he's probably like more like Bigfoot's inbred cousin. So, <laughs> uh, well, if, I'll Florida. tell you what. If, if you know, if you ever read in the book Swamp Cabbage Man, somebody calling him Swamp Cabbage Man, Rook, that was your doing. Okay. I just want you <laughs> yeah. to know that right now. All right. <laughs> You're the one who brought that to the ta- to the table. I make I make no guarantees, but yeah. We'll have we'll have somebody say, "Ooh, does something smell like swamp cabbage?" <laughs> That's a rookie mistake. Rook. So, with moving forward with this uh, in the future, uh, work our. Are you guys thinking about the in-between issues being more like flashback stuff to his past, to his history, uh, building in the background for him? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun way to to play with the character, flesh it out, tell some stories that we want to do like real quick, like get it get it out and done rather than like a full series about, you know, this particular event. We can just kind of tell a, a quick, fast, fun story 
because I, I think that the character kind of lends itself to that. Um, you, you know, it's a, it's a super versatile character. Like I love Benny. He's so fun to write. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. If you didn't, try not to think of this as a zero issue, you know, we've had a lot of people go, Hey, is this like a zero issue? New. No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not a zero issue. Um, it is, um, Nope. Did we lose Rook? Um, anyway, so it is very much a, uh, an instance in the life of Benny, you know, is the oh. best way to put it. It's like, oh, it's like an instance. Back? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, yeah. Lost you for a minute. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so it's definitely not a zero issue because obviously he's he's already traveling. He's already moving across the world and he ends up in feudal Japan. So we're already looking at him having some skills before he arrives oh, there. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got skills. Don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah. You know, he's, uh, it's, it, yeah, like Casey said, I mean, there's a, it's a robust character, you know, um, because there is such a well-known character in Bigfoot, but nobody knows anything about him. So we really get to play with, you know, a lot of different ideas that we've come up with and stuff that we've read in lore and stuff like that. And, um you know, also, you know, something that we're really excited to play with is we've, we've introduced it in the first couple of issues uh, is the Unreal, that that other that other uh, plane of existence that he kind of moves in and out of. Can't yeah. wait to get into all of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in finding out more about that. And and because it, it really seems like the, the that's the way he travels, you know. Why is it yes. that everybody's like, I see Bigfoot. He's here one second, gone the next. Mm-hmm. And this Unreal, the Unreal seems like that's his that's his place where he can just slip into the ether and disappear from the human eye. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, one character I want to ask about that I, I absolutely thought was hilarious, Chupacabra with a shotgun. <laughs> can we get a little more chupacabra like first off i want to know oh, how dude. chupacabra got a shotgun just just wait <laughs> but, wait there's more coming all right i'm happy yeah, now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to know anything else but the fact that chupacabra not a throwaway character if it makes you feel better it's not a throwaway character good one thing that that i have it's been really kind of gratifying as as we write this book like there are so many thing elements of the book that people have just brought up. Like, I'll be upset if blah, blah, blah doesn't happen again, or you don't add the bunny, or I was so happy to see you add the bunny. Hey, what's with that character? And it's like, oh, wow, y'all are actually, you're actually reading. You're actually kind of getting oh, yeah. something oh, yeah. out of the, you know, the different characters that if, if it were any, if it, if I weren't writing it, I would think it was maybe like a, just like a little one-off thing. But no, people are jazzed about it. Yeah. Um, Chupacabra with I'm, a shotgun is great, and he there's a plan for him. Nice, yeah, nice. I uh, love he, that people zero in on things like Casey was saying. Like my favorite one was somebody said to us. I noticed at the end of issue one that he referred to him as a Cthulhu, not the Cthulhu. So that means yeah. there's Cthulhu's coming, right? And we're like, sure, you know, why not? You know, <laughs> just, 
left it at that. But I mean, people really are picking up on those little, and they're all coming to us with different ones, which is cool because, like I said, there's so many different threads going through this book that uh, you know it's cool that people are are, are into it for sure. Yeah. Well, and Casey just mentioned the bunny. One of the things I noticed was the bunny on his belt uh, uh, on the preview pages uh, on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I, I zeroed in on that and I had to zoom in. I'm like, yeah, that's a bunny. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it, it's little details that you guys have in the book that that really make it stand out as not just some, you know, oh, we took a ridiculous idea and we're making ridiculous comics and for ridiculous people. You're make you took a ridiculous idea and you made you went full first full force earnestly into it to make a very interesting story with a lot of depth and a lot of ideas behind it and there's there's little Easter eggs for people to look for you know how intentional are the Easter eggs that you guys are trying to build are do you talk about this or do they appear and one of you goes oh I see what you just did. Well, let's give credit where credits due on the Easter eggs that are in uh, that are in Hanagon. Uh, you know, I know Casey wrote some stuff in there, but Adam visually went nuts. Yeah, with the Easter yeah. Eggs. I mean that that little bunny, that's 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 Adam. You know, and he's like that's that's a callback to what we're doing. And I was like, that's wonderful. You know, um, like all those little little extras you know adam's like i'm gonna put this detail in you know he said to us one time in a dm man i'm gonna draw so much detail you're gonna see his pores you know we're like remember the book's gonna be shrunk down so the page is gonna be shrunk (laughs) down son so don't go too crazy um but you know i mean and i think it's nice visually those easter eggs you know there's a lot of people who put easter eggs in their book for other properties okay yeah and that's cool but, you know, one of the rules that we came up with early on is no pop culture, okay? You know, there's no references, there's no movie references, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no quotes and things like that. But watching Adam put Easter eggs of our own book into this book, it, that's really funny to me, you know? Um, yeah. The reason we, we said the no Easter eggs for other things was because this book in 30 years, I still want you to be able to pick it up and read it, and it makes sense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, the, you're not leaning, you know, you, I've written stuff that's been very timely, and you go 10 years later and read it and go, what's a Gungam style? You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, yeah. you want yeah, it to be, you like don't want to date we, themselves and just not not work anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a I mean, good was, choice not to do pop culture references. I was frustrated enough we needed to use a cell phone in issue one, honestly. I was like, okay, you know, but we had to use it, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it is what it is, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as big plans, uh, this is going to be a one-shot. Will we yes. in the future see more of Feudal Japan or are are the other are the issues in between going to focus on different areas and different times different areas di- different eras different times different areas different genres maybe even uh not like full-on like oh we're gonna do a sci-fi issue or anything like that but ju- yeah, just but exploring Jason X and send bigfoot to space well, I want that 
you want that, there's a guy named Wes. What's his name? Wes Anderson? Wes? No, Wes Craven? No, the guy with the pretty colors in his movies. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Uh, Wes, somebody, Wes Hartman. Wes Hartman, and he does a book called Savage Sasquinaut. And, uh, it, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it, he's, right. a, he's, a Tex, he's a Texas creator. He's from, I think, San Antonio. And uh, he has the Savage Sasquinaut, and he's done several issues of that. It's pretty cool. But, you know... But he's got the sci-fi Sasquatch covered. I think we we can we can just lean back into what we're doing over here. He does a yeah. great book, but he's got that he's got that um, that market cornered. We'll just let him keep doing what he's doing. There you so. go. There you go. Yeah, because like I said, yeah, no Jason X. That was no, <laughs> no. Oh, so no, there will not be, How, we will not be doing that? Bigfoot in space. So, um, although I got some friends who will argue the Jason X thing with you, uh, I, I do. They're, they're, yeah, I'm not kidding. I, I would love to talk to them because no one has ever argued that that was a good movie. I'm, I, I, I had the conversation I had with them just a week ago. They were like, they were, they were, yeah, they were defending that movie. And not that I've seen it, so I don't care, but it was just funny. Listen, I'm like the space chasing. I mean, that's, that's what you're defending right now. This is what you're, this is the hill you're going to die on. All right, yeah. whatever. Do yeah. it. I believe fans call it spacing. Spacing. Yeah. Spacing with Jason. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're almost at the end here, guys. I want everybody to be able to find you. Of course, go to Kickstarter, Bigfoot Knows Karate. Easy to find, easy to back, lots of cool stuff for you guys. Uh, is there any tiers on the Kickstarter that you wanted to, to highlight? Mine is um, finish big. I'm just, that was a dumb joke. Um, <laughs> no, some tiers to, the, to talk about. I would definitely say, listen, if you just want to get the story and – you know, and save a buck, you know, go ahead and check out the digital edition. It's $4 for the book. Uh, you know, we've tried to make the prices really good for people. So, you know, in this economy, forget about it. So $8 for the regular edition, 15 for the deluxe. Uh, the, the deluxe foils $25. It's a great purchase. And um, also the one, the one that I really want to talk about is the physical catch up. If you liked, uh, if you are interested in this book and you were like, well, I want to read the rest of them. You can get Hinnegan chapters one and chapters two all together for uh, 27 bucks. You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get um, you're gonna get all the books. It's it's a good deal. It's it's a it's a bargain. Yeah. I think you should pick it up. So yeah. And, yeah. For any retailers I, out there, you have this beautiful retailer pack that has oh, yeah. a ton of books for yes. only 75 bucks. Yeah, 75 bucks. You get issues one, two, and five copies of one, two, and Hinnegan, as well as a Valencia foil cover as a you know Chase Extra type thing. Nice. So can yeah. I say something about the physical edition of the book? Like, a so Dan touched on it a second ago. We have the digital on there. It is at a really approachable price. Uh, if if you just want to get your feet wet, if you just want to check it out. Um, and some people just don't collect physical anymore because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're running out of space, man. So yeah. um, digital edition is is super easy, approachable. It's great. And honestly, if you read my book, I don't care. Read it. Enjoy it. Tell me what you think about it. And, uh, you know, tell the world to read it also. Um, as far as the physical goes, though, Dan is – his work is in publishing. He knows how to make a book look good. And if you like the tactile feel of reading a comic book, it like the first time I got uh, Bigfoot number one, 
you know, which, you know, Dan poured his time and attention and everything, even after, you know, drawing the whole darn thing, he had to put it together and make it, you know, look good. And pulling it out of that, you know, the the sleeve and just going like, holy crap, this is, this is a darn looking good book. Um, you know, he uh, attention to paper and sheen and all that other stuff. And uh, it's, it's just, I think, top tier as far as presentation for a comic goes. Um, I've seen some indie comics that just feel gross. Um, <laughs> and it, it's I'm not knocking anybody. But like yeah, you are, <laughs> you, you know, when you have like, there's a there's a certain type of paper you get. It's like, what is that? Um, yeah, like somebody went back to the old school newspaper print style. Yeah, yeah it's that, basically like, toilet honestly, paper from Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but, no, not um, with this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it feels good. Everything is, you know, really, really well designed, graphic design and all that. And so stuff like that excites me um, yeah. and just gets me amped. It really does. You, you don't know. Like, I, I had no idea how important stuff like that was until I'd seen it done poorly. Uh, and, and it'll really take your attention off of the, the, the end product. So the whole thing is designed so that you enjoy reading the story or you enjoy you know the tactile feel of reading the story so um stuff like that uh it, it's you know super fun I, I love the quality that, that dan brings to not only to the art but to the end product yeah yeah and that's gonna make thing. it pretty yeah that's one thing i can say coming from a printing background mm -hmm. this is a well done book through print uh the the colors are beautiful the pages are slick. Uh, the cover is is exactly cover stock. Uh, I've gotten a couple things off Kickstarter where I'm like, oh, we're same cover. Where cover stock is the same as page stock. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. no. no, I mean, listen, it, I, I made the in this economy comment before, but I mean it. Like seriously, people are spending their hard-earned money into these books. First of all, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you Absolutely. so much. You know, and if you're going to spend your money on this, you know, I mean, usually we charge more for the color books. So we chart, we drop the price down a bit for the, for the black and white books because to make it, you know, more, more accessible for people. And if you're going to put your money down, you might as well get a quality product. We use a hundred pound card, uh, the hundred pound uh, gloss, uh, gloss uh, cover on the cover stock. We use 80 pound gloss interiors uh, on the paper stock on the interior. So, I mean, we really try and make it, make sure that you're getting something really pretty. Um, yeah, that's that's important to us. Yeah, it, 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 that's, that should be the standard. 100 pound cover, yeah. 80 pound interior, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, old printer coming out right now. Yeah, sorry <laughs> guys. This is this is uh I can sit there and talk about well the last time I was on y'all's show, we talked graphic design for it seemed like you know about 45 minutes. We just hired and talked about graphic design for a while, you, me, and Don. Yeah. Uh and yeah, so like I can get into the nuts and bolts with you if you, you know, because but yeah, no. Uh make it quality. Make it quality. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to anybody who's wondering, yes, this book is 100% quality. That I can guarantee. I've got the first two issues. I'm already on this one. Backed it as soon as Thanks I was so able to find internet service. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys, it's a pleasure. Thank you. You know, you guys, you guys say thank you to the people that that buy the book, but I want to sit for a second and say thank you to creators like you that pour their heart and soul into a book that really truly enjoy what they're doing and bring something to the people who want to read something different, wild, and incredibly interesting. And it this is this is the book. This is the book. Guys, where Thank can you. everybody find you across the internet so they can hunt this down and see all the beautiful things? Casey. Okay, uh, so I made the terrible decision of uh, making my internet handle a comment on my thoughts of mid-aughts indie rock. So my my handle is Robots Eat Guitar um, because uh, I thought I was making a pissy comment and nobody gets it. Um, so Robots Eat Guitar, I'm at uh, X and um, uh, Blue Sky and whatever the paperclip dumb thing that the the facebook guy threads oh yeah threads oh and don't forget uh, instagram instagram i'm on instagram but it's yeah i'm i'm trying to add more comic stuff to it but mostly it's just like me and my kids and like wow he is a very below average looking guy with a beautiful wife and his kids are awesome so that's what you'll get from that mostly but trying to add more comic stuff on there Nice, Dan. We're gonna really find I, you. I have no re- no regrets whatsoever on my internet handle. It is Danomite one three nine D A N O M Y T E one three nine. You can find me at that handle on Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, Threads, TikTok. Uh, I think that covers it. And there is a Bigfoot Nose Karate page on uh, Facebook, so check that out. Also, you can find us at our publisher, lesserknowncomics.com. So go to Lesser Known Comics, check it out. You can get back issues there too. And uh, But yes, and, and if you're looking, for, you can't remember any of this stuff later, just remember bigfootnosekarate.com. It'll get you to all of those places. So yes, you can yes. back the Kickstarter there. You can uh, find the publisher. You can buy t-shirts. You can do all sorts of stuff there. It's a great website. Go ahead, Case. What were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, don't forget, like, if, if you want to catch up on the series and get Hennigan, uh, there is an option for that in the Kickstarter. Um, there's also a really cool tier. Uh, I've seen a few people take it. It's the publisher's tier where um, we have a selection of books from lesser known comics. These guys are oh, super yeah. talented, a ton of amazing guys. Um, and uh, you get our book as well as, I think, 10 other titles. Um, yeah. And uh, so if you have like a, I think like 165 bucks burning a hole in your pocket, go for it. It's well worth the money. Um, but uh, man, I hope you guys live in a god. It's been super fun put together. There we go. All right, everybody. For examples of what we talked about on this show and so much more, go to bunchofdorks.com. Click on that Cyclops. Until next time, everybody, read more comics. You can hear our most recent 20 episodes on iTunes. If you would like to hear our older episodes, you can find them on our blog. Just go to bunchofdorks.com and click Click on the Cyclops. Your Dimension can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. 
If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate, leave a review, tell a friend, or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.